<laughs> no, no swearing because we're we're rolling. Is blimey a swear word? No, no, no. But I I just know you and I know me. Blimey's not a swear no, word. No, it's not. Just read the questions. Oh, okay, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Have no. you ever had to work with somebody that you've really clashed with? Okay, next question. Go. But, well, I just want to hear what all the questions are before oh, we start. Oh, okay. Um, don't uh, tell a story. Okay, that's enough. Of right when on. something went wrong. Yep. Okay, that's enough. Let's let's roll with it. We'll, we'll we'll do the questions. We'll do the questions. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, we've had a few questions come in um, from our last one. So Dan and I are just chill banging in the house here on the couch, um, having another Yansky and. Yeah, th- this is a lot more relaxed. This time we have AC going in the background. It's beautiful. Oh, mate, it's amazing. But um, yeah, so we're doing uh, we're doing some questions, a Q and A session. I'm not really a huge fan of Q and A sessions, to be 100 percent honest with you. And some of these questions here, are, um, uh, it's it's just amazing because they're, they're good for a story. I can tell you that much. <sighs> some of them are really tough to answer. Okay, we'll start with the easy one first. Okay. Oh, well, I don't know. Okay. Um, how do you learn a new, new skills, um, in the workplace? Do you actively chase after them or do you wait for your managers to promote you up? Okay. Hold on a second. So everybody, Dan's dyslexic. He struggles with reading. Okay. So question number four, no, bottom one no, just there. Oh no. Where'd it go? Quick, get it back up. Whoa, what'd oh, you do? It's broken. Okay. Okay. So the question is, how do you learn new skills and do you actively look to learn new skills or technology? Isn't that what I just said? Yeah, uh, yeah kind of right. Maybe I'm dyslexic too. All right. <laughs> Do you want to go first? <laughs> oh, well, of course you actively chase it. Uh, like, I think, I think you're silly if you don't chase them. <laughs> so what, what kind of, you know, I'll explain mine in a second. But when, okay, so let's look at Cirque du Soleil, for example, um, where you worked. You know, what? Uh, that's a show that's obviously designed by someone Mm-hmm. Um, that is produced by someone. It's uh, you know everything is. Virtu- it's a pre-working. It's it, a it's rinse and repeat sort of stuff. Yeah, it's something that's already been done uh, for you, and yep. you're the facilitator of that that particular show. So yep. when it comes to learning new skills, you know, for you, I mean, what do you what do you need to learn? Like, what what do you do you as a as a collective group, and you know, look to try and uh, obviously integrate well, new technology or or yeah, change or, or, bits and pieces. Or? With Always, there's always new technology out there. Um, there's always new technology out there. There's also, um, as you, as you're growing personally, um, what I might know, uh, somebody else just doesn't. So you're trying to always, uh, teach a team, you know, new skills and that sort of stuff. One of the things that I find for myself is that anything that I really wanted to learn, I would be the first one to jump in on that when, when problem solving started to happen. So um, we'd have issues with monitors, for example, in sa- in the sound world. I knew nothing about sound, still barely know anything about sound. Um, and what I found is that I jumped into that. So we had some uh, power issues with an amp rack. And if I jumped in on trying to troubleshoot that, um, people would find out that, hey, maybe he knows a little bit of information and what I didn't know, they'd teach me along the way as we're going through the problem solving. Of course, not standing in the way as of problem solving. Don't ask too many silly questions. Just, uh, you know, try to be there and pick up as much as you can. So then when that, when something came around, I would always promote myself to say, hey, I really want to learn that. I'd be, I'd be very active and very loud about that sort of deal. Yeah. 
Right, right, right. And I do something very similar. I think um, for me, because now I'm working full-time in lighting, uh, yeah. lighting and LED screen, um, and previous to that I um, was audio only. Um, I, You know, we, we were a, 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 it was a, a full production shop. Um, so, yeah, I dabbled in lights and I dabbled in, you know, projection and all that sort of stuff as well um, and did a few vision ops, but uh, mainly I was audio. And I spent a lot of time um, working with, you know, other dudes who, or, you know, I knew no more than I know. Um, would ask them questions or, you know, more often than not, it'd just be sit back. Um, because once you've got a basic skill level, you can sort of sit back and just watch how they do stuff and see what they're doing and then try and integrate that and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, occasionally you get to answer, ask, sorry, ask a few questions. Um, but uh, I found, especially when I moved into um, the, the vision side of things, um, I would spend a lot of time, especially with PowerPoint, like yeah. at school, yeah, mate, I don't remember if it, I, <laughs> I did not. I, let's be honest here. I didn't do well at school because I just did not care. Did, did any of us actually <laughs> no. really do well in school? No, I don't think so. But, um, you know, I, just, I was too busy trying to party all the time. But um, I look at it and, uh, you know, I think the good thing that we did learn at school was like how to study and how to find information. And for some reason that stuck in my head because I would go to a, go YouTube. To a gig. YouTube. Love YouTube. Oh, mate. YouTube and Google. I Everything, everything. Oh, so, wait, hold on, so hold the on. other we can't go there because th- th- there's another question about that. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an example briefly of where um, I was dealing v- with a very high end client, like very mm. high end profile mm-hmm. client, um, spends a lot of money with us or you know with the company that I was working with, and um, I was in charge of looking after their PowerPoint presentation for the night. Okay. Yep. Yep. So. You would have thought you'd probably put someone slightly more senior or, or more across it than, you know. It's a PowerPoint presentation. Hey, man, uh, wait till you hear what they asked me, what okay, they wanted me to okay, do. Okay, yeah. Okay, so they've got, they've got about, I think they had about 35 slides. And it's not like, well, we're going to click through them and present in order. Oh, no. So, so Who makes a PowerPoint presentation that doesn't go in order? You're telling me. Anyway, <laughs> so what we want you to do is we want it to, we want, um, so they kind of had like a loop in it and then it would stop and, you know, do a few bits uh-huh. and pieces. What we want you to do is that we want it to, to do the loop bit, which is like the first couple of slides. And then, then when we're ready, we'll move on to the next one. So they had to work out how to like jump to that slide when they were ready. Okay. Um, wait, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there was another one. Uh, so then they ran through. So everything was in order then. So it was like next, next, next. Yep, yep. And then they had another little bit where it would auto transition for the next few slides till it got to to the end. But they wanted me to pause in the middle. Of, and the, then, of the auto transition. Yep. And send it to black. Well, sending it to black's pretty easy. You just bring down the projectors. Yeah, no. Well, you no, no, because it was actually it was with uh, it was a uh, computer straight into a TV, and everything. Um, it was just a um, duplicated display. So I was I was on uh, Google looking up all the keyboard shortcuts to work out how to do that. Ah. And I'd worked it all out within five minutes before doors opening. Uh, okay, well, hold up a second. You, you're, you're running into a different question here. Oh, okay, right. So, okay. And it, so what was, it, what was the question again? Go back. Uh, have we, have oh. we actually answered that question? It, yes. It the answer is yes. You have to actively look for new skills. And, you know, right now um, I'm working. You need to speak up about it. Like you, you, you can't. Say, oh well, my boss knows that that I'm looking for. You sort of need to be a pain in the in your boss's ass and say, oh look, you know, not only say, hey, I really want to learn that, but also 
bring suggestions or or actively show, look, hey, I've learned this part about it. I, I Googled this part, I whatever, um, to it. So, you know, you, you got to chase after it. You can't just be I, – I know blokes that are just like, oh, I really, really want to learn how to run a follow spot, but have never looked at a follow spot, have never taken the time. And, and we had one in the theater all the time. They could have climbed up and had a look and, you know, played with it at any time. No one's stopping them. But they were like, oh, well, uh, no, it's just I'm waiting for the right timing to come along. Yeah. Uh, mate, I, I've, I've pretty much learned everything. I've, I was forced to jump in the deep end and I, I rarely will. Well, okay, I'll, hold up, hold up. I feel like this is going to run into the second okay, question. Okay, right. Let's, so, let's move on. Anyway, so, if, you, if, you, if you don't get the chance to, uh, to have a crack at stuff while you're on the job site or, or in the factory, look it up. Just look it up and learn it that way. Have you ever had to do a job? That sorry, we're, I'm running into the next question here. Have you ever had to do a job that you don't know how to do, and how do you handle that? Okay, so 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 that's why I said so hot over there because I felt like you're going into. I mean, you've already told one story there that's beautiful. Oh, don't worry. For, for how how to do that, I've, I've got heaps. Don't you worry. So um, oh, you've got heaps of stuff. Oh, so mate, you're really you're a cracker at like not knowing what to do. You're you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, the amount of times where it's um, okay. So, for example, my first my first ever audio op um, yep. was a launch of a sports team. Yeah, that was going live to Channel Nine. Yep, and uh, oh blimey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the other ops. So that, your nerve, your nerves are through the roof there. Through the roof, mate. And the other ops that would normally have done it. The yep. reason I had to do it was because the ops that would have normally have done it were stuck on another job and like in yep. another city uh, yep. and couldn't couldn't get back in time to fly. <laughs> so boom, here I go. I've got the job. What am I going to do? And um, you just, I mean, you're basically right, you're well, basically ready to crack okay. yourself the entire time. But you you, you, you the thing is you, I think you got to break it down. Um, step by step. Step by step. Break it down, and you know, for example, I knew that. Cool. So. You know, we've got to tune the PA first. We've got uh, to... Well, okay. For, for, well, hold up a second because let, let's tell a story that I think that, that both of us were a part of. And this this goes back to way back when we were starting, when we were first starting in the entertainment industry. And um, Emma touched on this uh, the other day in her podcast about uh, a, a step-up event that, that we held um, in Toowoomba there and that had like 1,500 students and uh, 500 business owners um, up from the community there. And it's quite a large event. And um, Seb and I had uh, undertaken the, the idea of that we could do the audiovisual um, aspect of it. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, look, I, look, I look back at it now and just go, wow, we got that so wrong. Uh, and, and, um, <laughs> but it worked. And, you know, it, it, it was one of those things where the the, the previous guys before it, 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 you know, they weren't whiz-bang at, at the production side of things either. So we thought when we saw it and, and heard it and we were told that we have to replicate that, we thought, yeah, we can totally Piece go ahead Piece and do that. Um, and it meant that probably two days before, two days before the event, we, we were actually in the in the theatre there, um, and we were trying to work out how how to do a PA system. I remember, I think I went through my phone allowance of data like crazy as we were trying to Google, you know, different PA systems, how to match them, how to plug them, all those sort of things. Uh, yeah. You know, video VGA to 
Um, yeah, because it was all VGA then. It was all VGA then. And just, you know, how, how you link them how, and um, how you get it to play off a Mac because everything was on a Windows based. And then they said, no, no, we want to run it off Mac computers at the last minute. And we're like, oh, shoot. We had so, some, we had weird, like stuff that. Like we, I set up now on a. If I was to open an audio job, we we would just straight up have a an audio feed from stage without fail. Like it's yeah. just it's just basic because it just always oh, goes. There. And, and we bought these radio mics as well. These like these cheap radio mics that I still got them. That, I still got them. They, oh yeah, they okay. don't they don't work. Like you can't. Well, they work, but you're not allowed to use them anymore because they're. Um, Oh, band frequency. Yeah, band frequency, but I still got them. Uh, anyways, so we bought these cheap, cheap radio mics, and and we um we did the the sound check with them, and they were sounding great. And the next day, we had the the speakers come in, and they were starting to do their tests, and and we started to realize that we had some holes in our um, sound system where we started getting feedback. Uh, and um, we got schooled on feedback by a, <laughs> by a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. He goes, do you know what feedback is? And I was like, yeah, it's that annoying sound that's happening right now. And he's like, it's a, it's the signal going from the speaker into the microphone and just like looping around and around and around. And around. Yeah. See, so anyways, going back to it, we, we managed to pull it off. And uh, I think, um, you know, there's multiple stories out there. There's another one of a mate that, you know, he, he was a sound engineer. He, he graduated from university and, and they, uh, they put him through through his paces on the first gig, the, um, his his uh, job was to design the the sound for a theatre there and, and uh, set up a PA system for it. And uh, he realised that he was a little bit out of his depth. And so he bought this book and uh, ran out to the car and, you know, read a couple of pages on how to do it and then um, ran back in and, and started designing it from that Point. You know, luckily he had a week to do it, so uh, there wasn't uh, too much pressure on that, that end of it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you hear lots of stories about that. And I think the biggest thing that you learn from that is don't be shy. Just, you know, sort of jump in. You're going to learn as you go, but know that you're also going to screw it up too. Oh, yeah. like, At some point you will. But, mate, you just um, – I forget what the question was. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to tie it all back in before you go on another tangent. Oh, yeah, okay. It was, um, oh, blimey, where is this? Um, have you ever had to learn anything with not knowing? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so basically, long story short, um, more often than not, I will um, take on the challenge and work it out later, and it still happens today. Um, you know, uh, for example, uh, down in Sydney, touring artist, um, I've never, um, I've never had to pull apart a haze machine to um, to fix that because it stopped working and we didn't, um, we didn't have a spare at that point in time. And it was going to take a couple of hours. Um, I literally uh, looked up the the manual and uh, started pulling it apart, and away we went. Another example, actually, lead screen in Adelaide. Never had to uh, swap a receiver card over, <laughs> and mate, it was the worst scenario because the lead screen was sat in a set. And it was so difficult to get in there. Like, it was tight as, as it was just to squeeze my body in there. And then I had to pull S- off the panel. quite a large person. He's really good for radio. What are you talking about, <laughs> large? Anyway, uh, yes. So I ended up having to work that. I tried to call some uh, some experts, but uh, they were all busy at that point in time. And I was running out of time and needed to get it swapped before the client came down and saw that it wasn't quite working probably. Anyway. Google, Google, YouTube, best friends. Okay, moving on to the next, yep, next, next question. Okay. Um, Tell a story 
or tell us something that went wrong and how, what were the consequences and how did you react? Oh, I'm just trying to think of how many things have gone wrong. So, I mean, so there's nearly something that goes wrong at nearly every gig, but half the time you, you work it out you, and no one really well, knows. Okay, well, we'll go off uh, the one that Lauren... Lauren, uh, I said I wasn't going to mention names in this podcast. Okay, well, don't go to that one. Go to another one then. Okay, we'll go to a different... Okay, so so on one of the shows that we had um, that we were running, because uh, I'm not mentioning names here, but... Um, we uh, were running a show and um, midway through our show, uh, the automation operator uh, uh, jumped ahead one queue. Oh, um, that's no good in automation. No, it's not good at all. And it's a, uh, unfortunately in that queuing, it's a multi-sequence queuing. So it, it fires multiple uh, different aspects. Um, for that queue, what it meant was that um, we had... Uh, a stage piece moving backwards, people starting to fly in the air, and a um, piece of staging closing. So, um, the in in actual fact, people were getting cut in half by a stage. They weren't flying, <laughs> <laughs> flying, and another big ass piece moving that could crush the stage. Anyways, um, through that, we we ha- there was multiple. Um, side effects of this that, that's going through there was a miss uh, a miscalled cue they they tried to recorrect it the automation operator accidentally um, jumped ahead instead of jumping back uh, going through that um, we then had to stop everything um, in motion because otherwise it's a risk to uh, performers lives so we had to stop all automation pieces and and the biggest thing from that is then how do you step forward because you've got Things, uh, things, and uh, scenic equipment out in, um, in different positions. Uh, so now to send those those cues to bring them back to home, or do you continue it, or you know what do you do with the performers that are floating in the air there? Um, and for us, sorry, for us there, it's all about um, coming up with one person that's leading it and. Also keeping open to if I'm saying, okay, here's how the sequence is going to work. We're going to bring the artist down um, so that there's no one flying in the air. What we're going to do is clear the stage and we're going to reset it so that we start. It doesn't look as pretty, but that way we're in the safest position so that no one gets crushed. Um, you know, no, nothing uh, bad happens uh, for the artists, for the stage, you know, for the whole environment um, and that sort of thing. However, as I go through that process, what you'll find is that other people will have different approaches and different opinions about that. And you need to be flowing and willing enough to adjust to to each circumstance. So I might say, okay, cool, let's bring the artist down. Well, hold up, there's a... Um, there's an issue with one of the winches now because we've stopped it midway through flight. Um, so even though I've given that call, I have to still listen to the team. So yeah, there's been, that was a, that was a big issue that we had. Um, and you know, you, you play it through to the best of your ability. And then the most important thing I think that you do afterwards is that you have a sit down, um, directly afterwards where you collect everybody's information about 
their different points of view because while I had my point of view from where I was, Seb may have been, you know, across the room and seen something completely different and, you know, some such and such may have heard something else. So you collect all that information and then you go home. And you just relax and you, you let, you let it off. You, you have to unwind and then you come back again and you run through that situation. So you say, if this happens tomorrow or if this happens later today, here's the smoothest way that we can run that through. So you're, you're always trying to work that in, that's in my work, in my line of work, that you're always trying to work out, you know, you're not sure what's going to happen, but you're trying to work out scenarios so that you have it somewhat a rough idea of how it could go. For sure. Uh, uh, that gets easier too as you go along too. Like I look at, um, let's say for example, th- these, aren't, these aren't major things. Uh, I've been in situations where uh, we've got a presenter up on stage, you, you know, and you want these things to, you know, the client obviously wants things to be perfect and we want it to be perfect because that makes for a good show. But you've also got to look at some of these uh, speakers they get in and spending They've spent like twenty grand to have this person come and speak to to their, their yeah. delegates or whatever, and uh, if it if it if something like a radio mic goes down, I've I've had uh, instances where um, a speaker may have sat down um, on something and and broken the cable out, um, and from from experiences and all that sort of stuff from for me, you know, I've always got the lectern mic. Ready to rock and roll because it sits up there. It's it's there half the time. You always have a plan B. Is it's what you're all, saying. Yeah, basically you've always got a plan B. You always got you know something you can go to. You might have another radio mic on standby down at stage for for any of that sort of stuff. And I think that's the the biggest thing you learn as you go along is that the more problems you start to encounter, the more things you know. Cool. I need to have this just in case that happens again. And you know, some some things happen more often than not. So you might have a a, a freak uh, scenario where something happens and you're not ready for it. You end up getting through the whole situation and and move on. For example, the other day where we had two laptops and an iPad and everything just died, and yeah. you know, um, we ended up working out you know what the issue was with that. Um, but I know that that scenario is something that is extremely rare to happen. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> Unbelievably embarrassing, but extremely rare. Uh, well, so, and, and I think there's another point there that, that I haven't mentioned there before is that when a situation comes across, like we had with the laptops going down and stuff like that, you've got people knocking at your door, yelling in your ear, what, you know, how has this happened? What's going on? That sort of stuff. At that point, you need to stop and you need to take a deep breath and you say, okay, cool. This has happened. I can't do anything about what has happened at this point. That's it. What, what I need to do is, is say, how do I get this back? How do I go? What is the next step that I can do right now that can get me back into the show, that can keep this show moving? You know, there, and you're going to have lots of people who are going to be trying to find out who did it, what, how did it happen, what's going on, all that sort of stuff. None of those questions are important at that time. The important thing is how do we keep moving forward, yeah. and that, and that's something that you develop over time, and you and you grow with, and you know you can revisit those things later, um, and it's important to revisit those things later. But in that moment. You need to make sure that, well, the only reason that you need to know how it happened is so that you don't re- reproduce that 
issue that, directly yeah. after it, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, I reckon we move on to the next question. That's enough. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, now I have to do some more reading. Um, I can't read. I'm dyslexic. Me, 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 Oh, this is not a really fun question. Um, what kind of politics have you experienced in the workplace, such as, example, a difficult boss? Uh, oh, mate, there's always politics. If it's a tour manager, uh, uh, promotion, like promotions dudes, um, it could be um, you might have a really jaded technician, like a jaded in-house tech who wants to flex their muscles a little bit and you're like, mate, if I do it your way, we're going to have a lame show, so we're doing it my way. You, you, you're always dealing with those politics and, you know, sometimes – Sometimes it's about finding a compromise so we can all work together because sometimes it might be, you know, a, a safety aspect for a venue or something like that why you can't do certain things or whatever. Or, um, so sometimes you've got to come up with a compromise to still have that look but, you know, have yep. it be safe and legal. Yep. Uh, and then there's other times where, uh, let's say, for example, an, an artist will tell you sometimes um, that that's too much. I've got one in particular and this, this particular <laughs> artist just annoys me all the time. There's too much 5K. There's too much 5K in my mic. And I know, for example, it's not 5K. I just know straight up. I just go, no, it's not 5 You're not even close, mate. Stop just – it's always 5K with you. You yeah. don't, you don't yeah. know what 5K is. Yeah. And then so I'll, I'll pretend to fiddle with the knobs on the desk and I'll go, how's that? And they'll talk a little bit and they go, oh, maybe just a little bit more. And then I'll go, yep, righto. How's that? And they'll go, Perfect. I have not touched it. Not yep. even like I haven't adjusted anything. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of things like a lot of psychological stuff that you have to go through with with those sort of things as well. Yep. yep. I mean, and and you know, because your job there is to to obviously ensure that an artist or or who or a presenter is happy um, and and able to present in that that situation. But we're also the experts, and we know. Like if, if if I if I work with an artist who who is nailing it, like they know what the you know what's causing them problems and and this and that, then of course you fix it. But yeah. when you like when you know that they're drastically wrong, it's sort of it's a bit of a game. So sometimes sometimes well, you, so you you play that game and it still doesn't work out for you, and you've got to change something. But you know you change the right thing. Yeah, but you know there's there's so one of the things that working in sound and stuff like that that I that I came across is that. Um, People's ears um, drastically change oh, depending change. on on if you're sick, if you're stressed, if you're hungover, um, hungover drunk. drunk. Yeah, exactly. Just tired in general. Um, so what you'll find is that you know we had premixes for for people that would um, so they're hearing the same music no matter what. Like they, they put it in their ears. These these are in ears that are molded and custom made for them, so to kill or um, external right. sound. Yep. And uh, you know, you play that same CD back to them, and they'll say it sounds different. And there's no way that it can be because it's a CD, so it's pre-recorded, and everything's in the same volume, same level, same whatnot. But when they come in sick or they you know aren't feeling so well. But oh, it sounds different. It sounds different, and you at that time you do have to pretend. To, oh yeah, I'm going to adjust this and adjust that. And yep. Mate, politics in the workplace is um, it's an interesting game, and you you got to take it situation by situation. Basically, you know. I, I would say that you know one thing that's really really helped me is um, look. There's there's multiple different things out there called uh, personality profiling, 
and believe it in believe in it or not. Um, believing it or not, or yeah. believe it or believe it or not. There believe you. it or not. Oh, that's a great TV hang, show. Hanging out with you. Um, can't speak <laughs> English good. <laughs> um, yeah, there's you know there's something behind that. Um, so I find that uh, when I'm talking with Seb, sometimes uh, he's got like this high calculative. Uh, every he likes things to be precise. And um, I don't know what you're talking about. And I, uh, I'm you, not. You I, don't. Half I, the time, I, you just don't care, and that annoys me. I, I just don't. I really don't. Um, you know, I I don't even care about how I use the English words, and sometimes I butcher it, and it doesn't ma- matter to me. What matters to me is whether it's done or not. I blame uh, my mum, mate. She she used to drive me up. Uh, well, she uh, still does. You, you think I'm bad? You you wait to you wait to deal with my mum, mate. Ooh, if it's not right, she'll tell you. Oh uh, yeah, his mum his mum's intense. Uh, She's good value though. Love you, Mum. Yeah, sorry, Leanne. Um, but what I'd say is that, you know, it's really helped for when you're dealing with people is to break down, okay, how do these people need to be communicated um, so that I'm not stepping on their toes? Because what I do find sometimes uh, going through this at the moment, I'm trying to purchase a car and um, it's been a pain in, the, pain in the ass sort of a little bit. But... Um, I have somebody there that's, you know, they like to check the facts. You know, they need to um, dot their I's and cross their T's. and See your personality, yeah, calculative. Yeah, calculative. And um, I'm not that way. I, I just, I want it done. You're a D, um, you're a doer, my friend. I, I got the money. I want to give you the money. I want to get the keys and we go. And um, they're not that way. So when negotiating with them, I have to negotiate for their style because uh, otherwise... I wouldn't get it. He he would have just walked away. Um, so now looks like I'm going to get a car uh, for Sweet. a good price. Perfect. But anyways, next that's question. Next question. Um, you and your bloody car stories, mate. Honestly, how, how long have you been trying to buy a car for? Like oh, don't 10 like weeks, that. mate. Why don't you just buy a good one? Um, have you ever made a change to prevent mistakes from happening? Uh, I think we've already touched on this one. The answer is yes. You've got to, if if you've made a mistake before, um, if you if you look at the chances of it happening again, and then if it's going to be somewhat high, then you have got to change it. So, answer is yes. Next, what are the unwritten rules? I'm not sure what this question means. Wait, is that just a, is that just a question? Yeah. What are the unwritten rules? Yeah. Um, it depends on what what rules you're talking about. There's heaps of. Um, I wouldn't say there's. Okay, like no. They're, how they're, to treat the boss. Or the receptionist. Ooh. Oh, mate, I don't tell you. Oh, I, I, love <laughs> I haven't had a receptionist. Tell you, <laughs> mate, you How see. you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's yes. not the right way. And, and she'll just come straight out the back and just slap you silly. Get back out the back, boy. Uh, uh, no, it, it, I mean, the bosses I've had have been pretty cool, man. You just treat them like, uh, you know, every other bloke. But, you know, sometimes they'll ask you to do stuff that you don't want to do. And I think... I don't know how that relates to unwritten rules, though. Yeah, I can tell you. I'll tell you a good unwritten rule. Okay, what's a good unwritten rule? Right, because um, this one cracks me up. Because I actually got a mate of mine onto a gig once to help out, and I suppose you try to avoid um, unnecessarily starting conversations with artists and hassling them, you know, because they have a thousand, you know, hundreds of thousands of punters to do that for them. So Ooh. our job is just to do what we got to do, and he was just he fangirled hardcore over this band fortunately they were really cool dudes and they you know had a chat to him and well, I thought they were girls no 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 hey, he's the girl yeah 
No, the, the, the band. Stop it. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's that's a that's a really good unwritten rule. Um, another really good unwritten rule well, is well, that well. if you're a senior technician right, yeah. uh, and you're a junior and you're trying to learn from, hey, buy them coffee. That's a that's a really good unwritten rule. We'll we'll tell you whatever you want if you buy us coffee. Ah, I didn't know that. Oh, that's why I got further than you have. Oh, maybe, maybe. Right. Quick, give us your quick example, and then we're going to move on to the next I, one. I like your unwritten rule of the fact that, yeah, don't talk to the artists because uh, they've got their own prep to do and you, you sort of can really screw up their feng shui. You're not there to be their friend. You're there to ensure that they put on a mean show for everybody else. I don't know what an unwritten rule is. Um, don't be a complete tool. Oh, I guess oh, that's I, that's a given. But having said that, you'll deal with a lot of strong strong personalities, and you'll just go, "Well, they're a tool," and then you go, "Oh, well, I, you know, when when an artist comes off stage or or uh, just before doing with that, like an unwritten rule is, they're going to say some horrible things to you along the way, and you just have to, you know, let it roll off your back there because uh, it's just that adrenaline pumping and that sort of deal. So. I don't know. That's not really an unwritten rule. I don't really know what unwritten rules are. Okay. Well, don't worry about it. Go on the next question. Uh, that's 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 all the questions that we have. Is it? Yep. That that was it. Oh. We're, we're done oh, on questions. Sweet. Uh, let us know if you have any more questions. Yeah. Look, um, we probably won't do another Q and A for the next one, but we'll save them. We'll do no, another one. No, no, no. We're going to save them. We'll, we'll just collect them, and then we'll make a book out of them and um, make a book. Yeah. You can't even read. Why are we making a book? I'm, I'm not saying that I need to read it. I'm just going to write it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so it's going to be a picture book, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's going to be, be, yeah. it's gonna be a great picture, picture book. book. I'm not also very good with punctuation. So the sentences Me. could be like one paragraph long. Mate, the best... The the best, the best score or the best grade I ever got in English was uh, was B minus, and that was um, after oh. I'd submitted three drafts. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, you yep. you just mumbled there. It reminded me of someone's uh, boyfriend. Who's that? Oh, I'm not going to say who's who it is, but mumbles. No, nah, yeah, it could be mumbles. We, well, I'm gonna, I'm not going to say who it is. But it just re- it just reminded me of a funny thing where okay got asked out four times. Oh <laughs> yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, anyway, righto, that's it. We're out of here. Peace out, people. Keep it real. I'm Seb, and that I'm has been Dan. Here. And have a good weekend. Talk to you soon.